Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Uh, today, very exciting announcement, people. People, you probably heard the Goddess Freya episode, and you were like, okay, ritual chamber, ritual chamber's cup is overfloweth with fabulous dominance. Well, well. <laughs> don't hold your breath or do hold your breath do you like breath play then hold your breath because (laughs) i love hearing you laugh i'm trying so hard to stifle it everybody okay there was as, as i was um there is a new dominant oh oh there's a new dominant at the ritual chamber and i couldn't be more excited to announce Ms. Chloe Mars. Ms. Mars, hello. Hi. That was quite the introduction. (laughs) I read your subtext on that. (laughs) Like, quite the introduction. Wow. Good job. You did great. I mean, I... (laughs) Okay, we're off to a good start. We're both just like... (laughs) We're good. We're great. Yeah, okay, we're good. We've got our giggles down. No, I'm... They'll be... No, don't worry. There'll be lots more. I'm not. I'm a giggly. <laughs> I have you, no doubt. You know. You know. <laughs> Do I ever? I'm a giggly person. Giggly dom. Giggly bottom. Giggly switch. Yeah. <laughs> sure are. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me, Miss Chloe Mars. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's let's talk about let's talk about how you came to start at the ritual chamber how you got to be on our team tell us your journey jeez oh okay now where to start (laughs) it's like any journey question you're like okay back to the beginning i was born Um, and yeah so i was (laughs) (laughs) growing up um (laughs) no (laughs) i suppose um i think like most well, maybe not most dominance, but for me at least, this started. Uh, I started as a lifestyle dom in my mm-hmm. personal life. Um, I am more switchy in my personal life, however, I will um, will say I am definitely a top leaning switch in my personal life. Mm-hmm. So, I've gotten. Uh, I had a lot of experience with that, and from there. I guess I just, what did I do after that? Erin, help me out. So I I was doing some of the, <laughs> so, okay, let me just say this. I, in a previous life, had mm. a public sort of facing job, which meant I had to do a lot of this stuff on the DL. Mm. Um, I was doing this on the side for a little bit, doing some other various sex work uh, type of stuff. I am an online content creator. I was doing a lot of online sessions with clients, like online domination, and just doing some in-person stuff here and there. Yeah. Uh, Because I was doing my other job too. And I did, like I said, 
said, I had to be really careful about this. Um, because those two worlds don't exactly cross over very well. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. So from there, I finally got to a point where I felt like I could do this full time and I <laughs> quit my job, my, <laughs> my big girl job, my nine to five and um, started pursuing this full time. So after yeah. that, um, I realized, I think I realized that I really just wanted, um, not a sense of security, but you know, when you have that nine to five job, it feels a little bit more stable. Um, and I felt like I needed a little bit of like a home base. Do you know a what I mean? A place to go to every day. Yeah. 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 Something along those lines. Something like that. Or just like some sense of, yeah, some sense of security. That schedule can be helpful too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was always looking for those kind of opportunities. Um, but obviously, I'm very well aware of the ritual chamber, um, you know, have relationships with have had relationships with some of the dominants that have come through there, including yourself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think just the stars aligned. And yeah. there was an opportunity for me to join the team. Um, and I jumped on it. So yeah. Here we are. Fuck yes. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's like anything along those lines that I missed, but I would say that's the Coles notes. Yeah, definitely. There's a couple things that like uh, are interesting that you brought up of like, uh, like you're like most most doms will hopefully kind of most doms were lifestyle dominance first. It's I'm I'm always so surprised um, how many people do try to go into professional domination without being a lifestyle kinkster i'm like what what are you how how are you thinking that will go like what blows my mind how does but, that make sense you know what though there are rare <laughs> situations where it does work and it does make sense that's and true that's true that's true i know so many uh professional dominants who are personally very submissive Yes, so, I do know that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> being a dominant is more of an act rather than their real sort of, um, I don't know. Sexual voice really kind of sexy. or identity. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm a big old top in my real life too. So that really was helpful. It's also this thing of like, okay, ne have you never done any kink before? Leaning, meaning you have no skills with any implements or any, uh, like to be able to, to facilitate kind of a nuanced fetish scene. Or are you talking about, oh, I just have, I've bottomed for most of my life. Or like for me, I'm, I'm a bottom leaning switch. So like, I think those are two different things. It's like, have you... The, what blows my mind is not that people can make that kind of dynamic switch and uh, have it look differently in their professional life versus their personal life. It's the thing of like, I've literally never done this before, but I suddenly think I can do it professionally. <laughs> that I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you gotta start somewhere, I suppose, but I don't know if I, I don't would think professionally is the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. somewhere, but Maybe not like... professionally. <laughs> exactly. Anywhere but that. I, I mean, my my little joke because I I keep my nails generally pretty short, and mm. most sex workers and dominants um, 
usually have nice long fancy nails which i also yep. am a fan of but i'm just like you guys these like these two fingers are my most valuable tools in my <laughs> real life i can't i'm not gonna grow my fingernails out because i need to use those for other things outside of work um and so i if if a scene sort of requires some of that maybe scratching or sensory play with to do with nails i have these little um I don't want to say clip-ons. They're like these little finger rings that have metal yeah. nails. They're like claws, and they actually look pretty cool. Yeah, do you have so the ones that are the Kinky Claws, like that brand Kinky Claws? Because there are some 3D printed ones that... There are different kinds, of course. There's like little metal ones. I think... I Actually, we have some of the little metal ones at RC, but um, yeah, there are yeah. implements. There's a, like a yes. bear clock type of a thing. There are lots yes. of things you can use to scratch someone if someone needs that. Take a knife. That's, that's a always... Knife. <laughs> It's always my tell. If you have perfectly long manicured fingers, I'm like, you're a bottom. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I have been known to fist with a handful of long nails, which is always an interesting experience for the bottom. Um, and then the other thing that uh, jumped out at me was this thing of like balancing two jobs, balancing like kind of two lives, like an after hours kind of a life. This, this is very common because like dominant um like pro-dom work can be inconsistent right and a lot of us either do a lot of jobs within pro-domination like the adult content creation like you mentioned and like maybe night flirt or sex panther for the um professional sexting or phone calls or skyping or zooms like video sessions blah 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 to like balance all of that out but a lot of us also i started this way too had another job just a job outside of this field at the same time while i was working at ritual chamber so that's more common than you think yeah and you know what it's actually one of my favorite things to learn about people um what their what their day gig is or what they did before this because we bring that with us into our practice right and it makes all of our skill sets so nuanced and unique um and you know getting to know everybody at the ritual chamber for instance i'll bring uh you mentioned freya Freya. um her background in psychology gives her sort of a unique perspective when she's doming um and like me i have a very particular skill set from my old job um that i bring with me into my sessions and essentially everything I do now um let's talk about that um sure yeah like without saying exactly what your job was or whatever but let's just talk about some of the skills that are going to carry over into your pro domination yeah for sure so what I will say is I mean if you follow me on socials at all or if you keep up with my just little things I post here and there or whatever uh you'll get a sense that I am I sort of center I don't want to say center but I for this I will I center disability um, a lot in my work and that is for a number of reasons so um, my old job I was specifically working with and for folks with various disabilities mm-hmm. um, I will say I started in that role this was yeah, in a past life I started as a community support worker so I was working directly with individuals and after I ended up uh, managing the agency so I was you know in charge of programming and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so um with that you know <laughs> 
there was just such a lack of proper education around sexuality and relationships um, for adults with disabilities. Yeah. I should be, I should just note that these are all all of my post previous clients and caseload, uh, all adults. So over 18, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a huge stigma around folks with disabilities. Oftentimes, we are socialized to treat people with disabilities as children or like children. And um, in doing so, we we really infantilize uh, people. Yeah. And we do things like, don't use swear words around certain people or like, don't, don't talk about sex or we don't whatever. But um, that's just not the case. And that's just not how you want to be doing things. <laughs> so yeah. in that job, um, I basically just took that initiative. I developed an entire sex ed curriculum for people with developmental disabilities, facilitated workshops with disabled people every week, multiple times a week sometimes, mm-hmm. um, from anything to do with, you know, sexual identity. Uh, all the way to what type of positions, sex positions could work in like for somebody who had a mobility limitation, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a lot of fun. But I also, I don't know, I'm probably just going to go off on a tangent now, but <laughs> <laughs> when I, <laughs> I do also have a background in disability studies, mm-hmm. um, And I bring, without going into too much detail, I bring my lived experience into this as well. So, I don't know. I'm going to pause here because we're going (laughs) too far away from my old job. (laughs) But anyways, all to say is that, so like in my old job too, I I was doing, you know, holds and restraints on people that are so, were bigger than me, believe it or not. And I'm six feet tall. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of, you know, behaviors that um, included, you know, people taking off their clothes and stripping down and me needing to, you know, uh, manage that. And so I, in that job, I was really familiar getting up close and personal with just about every type of body, naked body there could be. Um, and again, these are just like, when I started this job, I was like, Oh, it's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like very transferable skills. Yep. Yep, Very yep. much so. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm restraining a naked person. Been yes. Before. <laughs> <laughs> this, this feels familiar for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a total thing you have to manage, um, whether the person, like in a dungeon setting, um, whether the person is able-bodied or not. Like, there are all these little kind of adjustments that you're going to have to make for different bodies, right? Like, for height differences, for like, you know, lots, we have older clients as well that have mobility issues. Like, that's very common. Mm-hmm. One of the main questions that I ask in my negotiation is like, is there anything that I need to be aware of on your body? Um, Like that your body doesn't move in a certain way. Can you not kneel for very long? Can you not hold your, you know, your arms above your shoulders? Um, There's, you know, despite whether disability specifically is coming into play or not, those are nuanced conversations and experience you're going to need under your belt to be able to work with everybody that walks in that dungeon. That's right. I couldn't agree more. It's yeah. like, um, um, hang on. <laughs> I'm just thinking your body is so different every single day, whether you're disabled or not. And maybe you slept on your shoulder wrong the yep. night before. And you're just like, I 
<laughs> I can't do anything with this arm today. My mobility is restricted, right? Or maybe we've been on our cell phone all day and our hand is cramped up. And so that doesn't really feel too good to use that day for something. So I'm going to just check in, just like you said, to make sure. Yeah, like we've all slept on our neck weird. So yeah. do you think activities for that day will include a lot of head manipulation, like being pulled by the hair or maybe face slapping or, um, you know, anything that's requiring you to look uh, like maybe if your eyes need to be averted, it's like, OK, let's just do it with our eyes today rather than our whole head. Like any any little thing could come into play from mm -hmm. just some little like slipping on your neck weird, which you want to inform your dominance so that they can be like, OK, here are the modifications that we can make today. Yes. And that's actually one thing that I think is so important that um, client submissives, I I feel sometimes are hesitant to share yes. uh, some things like that. And just note, like, you're not disappointing us if you can't do something that day yeah. or you're not letting us down or you don't need to be embarrassed or feel bad or anything like that. It's better to know this information so that we can facilitate the best session possible for both of us. Yes, 100%. Because, like, if we're... if you know, we're trying to make your body do a thing that it doesn't want to do. Like, that's not, that doesn't feel good for us either. You know, like we no. are here for you. The whole reason we are, you know, we're being booked and showing up at the dungeon that day is to make this fantasy come true for you, you know, and collaborate on this, like, lovely connective experience together. So like that, I, I like that point that you brought up. It definitely detracts from our experience too. If like, you're not... Um, giving us all that information so that you can fully enjoy yourself. Yeah, because we're usually pretty tuned in with the with the other person's body, their body language, their reactions, and we can notice if something's off, you yeah. know, and then that throws us off too, because we're like, wait, you're, you seem weird about this, but you didn't let me know anything yes. about this in advance. So it, it's going to affect the scene one way or the other. So it may as well affect the scene for good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that for sure can be a moment of like checking in of being like, I notice you're wincing when I'm like trying to hold your arm in this way. Like, is there a better position we can do that would give you the same feeling that you're like, we are wanting or like the same intention underneath this activity? Can we again, just modify yeah. it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know, like we we talk about and this is often this is common but when we talk about disability we almost always default to visual things visual mm -hmm. cues physical disabilities um things that we can see right yes but really to understand disability you have to go so much further than that um and i mean i will spare you all of the <laughs> all of the details behind that but you know if we're looking at disability as more of a holistic thing um we need to consider things like um sensory things around us there I know that there's a lot more focus now being shifted towards neurodivergence, which is really important. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still, I, I still find that it's not uh, taken into consideration as much, or we don't think about these invisible disabilities as much. So if we are talking about accessibility, you know, we might even want to check in with people around, <laughs> did you get a good sleep? Some have chronic fatigue, chronic pain. Um, and I know for a lot of folks with chronic pain, um, impact and kink play can be really sort of 
therapeutic in a way because you're reclaiming that pain. But to be honest, if you're not feeling it that day, just please make that known. Like if you're in a lot of pain, we can adjust the session so that you're only experiencing the types of pain that you want to feel rather than feeling uncomfortably painful because your joints or your bones are aching. Let's Mm -hmm. find ways to make that feel more comfy. Yeah, I think that's important to bring up. It's like why a lot of people want to do pain play, however that looks, in sessions is because this is a place where you can control exactly how much of that you want to receive. Like it's it's supposed to be this safe, controlled environment for us to explore this and play with this and experience this in a measured way that is desired from you, right? So it's that whole thing of like, we don't, you know, you don't want, we don't want you to be going over your limits on that day. Like, again, it's like, we want to foster this safe space for you to explore this in the way that you want and not the way that you don't want. So it's more, just more information that will help us be able to do that for people. Right. Exactly. Um, I could go on all day long about this, but like, let us know if you usually wear glasses and you take your glasses off for the scene, mm. like you're not going to see as well. So if I'm giving you perhaps something to read mm-hmm. or I don't know, something that requires a visual cue, I need mm-hmm. to know what you're actually capable of seeing. Or again, if, you're, if your hand isn't as mobile, well, we're not going to do line writing. We'll find something different. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. all these different things. If you don't want certain people... People have, um, you know, sound sensitivities. I certainly do. And maybe the crack of a whip is going to feel triggering and startling in a way that they don't like, but something a little bit more thuddy might feel nicer on the ears. So talking about this sort of stuff in advance is so, so, so important if you know yourself that you do have some sensory requirements that need to be fulfilled. Yeah, that's, and that's interesting, right? It's like that thing of... um, do you like to have the sensory overload? Because if you do, then we're going to put the music a little louder. We're going to talk a little more consistently. We're going to use, choose implements that make noises as well. Like, is that something that's desired or, or should we not have any background music on today? Because that's going to be, feel uncomfortable for you in a sensory way. Or distracting. Or distracting. Yeah. 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 Lights on, lights off. What do you prefer if you have sensory, yeah, sensitivities to light? So I don't know, having this information in advance can just be so, so helpful. So I can have all of that stuff set up in advance and ready for ready to go as soon as you walk in the doors of the dungeon. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome stuff to bring up. I feel like, yeah, anytime somebody like they negotiate with their glasses on, and then when we begin this scene, they take them off. I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how blind you are. Because like, like can, <laughs> can you see me here? If I'm here, if I'm here, because like, one of my, you know, visual stuff can be very salient for people. If you really want to see my face and the expressions my face is uh, making, like, I'm I'm going to get a little closer to you, aren't I, then? You know what I mean? Or, like, yes. if you wanted to kind of take off the glasses because you wanted to remove that visual element, good for me to know, too, because I'm going to amp up, up all the other stuff. I'm going to get right close to your ear and, like, whisper in your ear. And I'm always going to have a hand on you because I know it's kind of the equivalent of you wearing a blindfold. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, that can be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know playing this is kind of an interesting thing like that can happen sometimes in a session is like, then we can use your disability maybe in the scene. Like I've had a hard of hearing uh, client that is a regular of mine. So it's like, uh, he likes sensory depth. So it's like, okay, first things first, take off, take cool. off your hearing aid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take off your glasses, take off your hearing aid. Okay, we're halfway there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love when people can like sort of use dis their disabilities um to serve them, you know. Yes. 100%. In that way. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And they have sexy themed events running all the time. Here's just a few as I'm scrolling through their Instagram, which is located at Club M4 Events. We have threesome Fridays. We have a sexy plus size play party. A night revolving around mini skirts. Naughty on a school night. Ooh, and a bi-pleasure Wednesday night dedicated to all things oral. Well, if that doesn't get you excited enough, you can head on over to their website at clubm4.com to investigate even further. The club is located at 1989A Dundas Street East in Mississauga. You can come by and see what a club made for swingers by swingers is all about. Okay, I, th I feel like we should move on from this. Um, one thing I always like to talk about when we're, I'm like interviewing a new ritual chamber dom, I want to put this out in the world because like, it can be so fun um, for the doms to kind of see these fantasies materialize. And I really hope that for you as well. <laughs> I want to talk about all of the scenes that because you, you just started, you're just starting, right? Yeah, not too many scenes under your belt at this point professionally. So like, what are the scenes, though, that you want to do in the future? Like, what are ones yeah. that are on your list that we can maybe, hopefully, cross our fingers, make happen? Oh, boy. <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> We're talking to um, you listeners. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> um, to be honest, and it is one of the first things that it says on my profile, Um, if you go on the RC website is mad fat yes. i am a huge mad fat fan oh, um ugh. and i will say it's really funny med fat isn't something that i got into until a little bit later in my life um i actively avoided med mm. fat for a very very long time mm. um and if we want to talk about sort of like reclaiming things yes. as our own um my, I'm not going to go too deep into my personal life, but what I will share is that my history is quite medicalized. Mm. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the patient chair. I have spent a lot of time in hospitals. Um, I have experienced 
experienced so many different medical professionals and environments and all of that. Mm -hmm. And in in my experiences, sure, there have been positive ones. and unfortunately for me, and this is common for a lot of folks, is that I now carry some medical trauma with me from that. I did have some negative experiences in there as well. And I have experienced a total loss of autonomy over my body, over my boundaries, um, being touched and prodded and treated in ways that I didn't feel comfortable with having um i'll go so far as to share that like i've had a i had an unsuccessful surgery that was uh fucked up by the (laughs) by the surgeon and i have a lot of trauma from that Mm. um and why on earth i thought would i want to be bringing that trauma into a sexual situation or a pleasurable situation Uh, how on earth would that does that equate to pleasure Mm -hmm. i don't want to bring my yeah my bad experiences with me um and so yeah like i said i avoided it for a really long time uh and when i finally dipped my toes into the water um I instantly realized that there was actually uh, nothing to be scared of. It was, this sounds really cheesy sometimes to say, but it was so healing for me um, to be back in that sort of clinical space. Mm -hmm. But this time, the autonomy is all mine. It's like, I am in control over this space. I am in control over how I am treated and how I am treating other people mm-hmm. in this space. And I'm such a caregiver, just it says like at my core, I truly am. And so being able to take care of people in a way that they want to be taken care of, which we know can look very many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it can be so powerful. We talk a lot about how uh, kink is not therapy, and that's not what I'm trying to say here at all. These things should not be equated to each other. However, we know that there are therapeutic aspects to kink, and with MedFet, I've found personally, and with some of my other clients or folks that do have medical trauma, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's supports the release of that trauma. It mm-hmm. provides a safe space to re-engage perhaps with some uh, uncomfortable situations you may have had in the past. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that's very true with like a lot of these kind of things that we sexualize um, or fetishize, right? It's like, uh, it's just interesting that based on our personal experiences, we can either kind of be drawn towards it because it's very taboo or we can steer away from it um because we have negative associations with it right so it's like the which it sounds like you kind of have done both in your life like you know felt one and then felt the other end of the spectrum as far as uh being drawn to medfet but like it's just so fucking interesting that like basically it's like our what are our social scripts that we have experienced in our life, right? And like how that is related to specific, specifically like how we experience kink and fetish and sex even. Like it's just so cool to see like 
how those are all related and why there exists so many goddamn fetishes in the world. It's like, well, because people have infinite life experiences um, to be like, what's taboo for this specific person is so unique and personal. Exactly. I just love, you know, after so many years of being the patient, I get to now be the doctor. And I love that um, for you. Yes. And I love it because there's so many different ways that you can role play a doctor. You know, you can be this like sadistic doctor. You can be a nurturing one. You could be a bimbo doctor. Like I enjoy playing (laughs) all of these roles. My default, of course, is I'm pretty nurturing. Yeah. But I love being able to play up those other aspects of it, too. Yeah. (laughs) For me, I'm like, I'm. I'm somewhere in the middle, honestly, for my MedFet stuff. What's really interesting to me uh, is this kind of nuanced, like, kind of emotionally unaffected doctor. Like, they're <laughs> polite and whatnot, right? Like, it's actually very probably yes. similar to a people's actual doctor of patient like relationships. Like a clinical type of... Very yeah. clinical. They're polite and they're kind of getting you through the scene. And yes, they're doctors, so they're here to, like, help and whatever. But under this time limit, and you're kind of... Uh, a number on a list you know Mm -hmm. so it's a bit that objectification angle is like welcomed into it and like that part that's my favorite tone to hit with uh med fed so it's just so interesting like you can do so much even within one like within med fed it can look a thousand different ways yes yeah that's actually yeah like anything that's one of my favorite parts is it's so versatile but on that note actually uh this does not this extends far past medfed but it is Mm -hmm. often um used within medical fetish is needles and Mm. i am also currently working on perfecting my needle skills so on with that if uh, anybody would like to subject themselves to being a uh, a test a, a test subject perhaps a little needle bottom yeah and in a duo capacity I yes. mean Lady Pym here is quite skilled in her needle work yeah and I would love to I would pick love up more skills too. from you yes, so yes, yes. if anybody would like to book a duo with me and the lovely Lady Pym to be poked and prodded yes. um, that would just be amazing I would love that so much that's something i'm really working on is needles and suturing right now yeah so if anybody is out there and that sounds appealing yes please do that's a call (laughs) that is a call for you listener get in there and it doesn't have to be within the metfed sphere you can do needles in like another context they can actually be very sensual and meditative or they can be sadistic again with every activity there's a huge spectrum it can look so many different ways um you know and that could be just a little part of the session this kind of little guinea pig moment where i'm like well let's just do this demo right now for for ms chloe mars um nurse nurse ms chloe mars oh sure we could do that dr pym (laughs) nurse mars doctor (laughs) oh doctor yes i love that yeah it's it's um i'm glad you brought that up because like there was this tweet um that brought attention, uh, brought uh, my attention to this article. This uh, celebrity, I, f- I can't think of her name right now. Fox is the last. Julia Fox. Julia Fox. Oh, Julia oh, Fox. She was interviewed. I think I know the one. <laughs> and she said she she had been a professional dominatrix at one point, and she specifically talked about a moment where 
Um, she was just basically thrown into it and someone requested needles and she was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing, what I'm doing. You're in a safe space. Let's do it. And had never done needles before. And like, oh, internet doms are like, what? No. Like people are losing their minds because that's fucked. So yeah, a way. Yeah. So all to say, I mean, it seems like common sense, but it wasn't to her. So let's just say. Don't try yeah. this at home. Um, don't just suddenly put it, you know, without doing any, taking any classes, doing any research, mentoring, doing, you know, uh, a scene with an experienced needle top uh, and bottom is important too. Um, yeah. You know, don't just whip out a needle and start poking people with it. Please, oh, please. <sighs> no. And it's so important to know, like, yeah, how to do it, what types of needles to use, the way that you want to be, like, manipulating the skin. It's so nuanced. And people, I think, sometimes just think, like, oh, I can do it. Just shove a needle right through. No. Yeah. Please, nobody do that. <laughs> and blood blood play is no joke um, surrounding, yeah, with, like, getting contaminated with, with other yeah. people. Yeah, sanitation and, like, um, uh, infection and stuff like that. But also, like, you know, this poses a big risk to the dominant as well. If they prick themselves with a needle, um, then suddenly we're sharing blood. And that can have very serious um, implications there. Depending on, have you had your HIV tests uh, done very, very recently? Probably not. So lots mm-hmm. of risk involved. So definitely not something to jump right into. So I just, <laughs> all to say, I love your request to like, I want to learn needles uh, with experienced tops. So book me in a duo, you know, that makes yes. the most sense. Yeah. Please, please, pretty please. And on the note of duos, um, I think, you know, I, I'm certain you've talked about this in your podcast or wherever else, but we really don't get to see each other, um, yeah. the dominance at, at the Ritual Chamber. And I think at a lot of places it's the same. But, you know, we come in and out on, like, our schedules to make sure that, like, we, we have this buffer time that perhaps we might accidentally bump into each other. But otherwise, like, no, yep. we're all in there individually. So I I have put a post there but my goal is I would love to duo with every single house dominant yes. and submissive. Shouldn't forget about Alexis um, in the house because that is an opportunity to get to know each other, to learn from one another. I'm sure we have different skill sets that we can share with one another. Yep. Um, just it's so fun to see other people's styles of domination Ugh, because we have such it. a diverse group of styles, it seems, um, throughout all the doms currently. Um, but in particular, I mean, like I said, everybody would be amazing but i'm sensing that you have a favorite i'm sensing my instinct is freya but is it not who do you have something okay well to be honest (laughs) freya for sure but it's for the opposite reason i actually want to do with miss indigo blue i want to do a giantess scene together it would be so so good we can put on our super tall boots and be like six foot five six foot six and just oh i just it's you know there are a lot of tall doms but not 
like I'm six feet tall. Blue is 5'11", I believe. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's rare to have a peer so close in height, for, for yeah. me at least. And I just think that this would be so much fun. <sighs> um, and also, yeah, listen up. Anybody who wants a nice, uh, a giantess fantasy come to life, uh, we can, you know, tower you tower above you that would be just so much fun yes just before we move on can we talk about like how a giantess scene might look like what are some things that we could be doing in this giantess duo with miss indigo blue (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. i mean there's so many things that you can do with a giantess uh theme i suppose if you will um of course you know the whole towering down upon you whatever but trampling can be a lot of fun Mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. um it is it's a bit harder in person to play with this but some vor can be a little fun Mm -hmm. um where like you are pretending to consume the other person they are so small and you are so big and you're just going to eat them up yes Um, i mean dirty talk that can be happening in person like oh my god a lot of threatening and a lot of you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that. yeah yeah yep and us us tall doms tend to have uh bigger feet as well so that can be fun with a lot of foot and boot worship things yep. like that i love bringing in the giantess energy to like um a mommy dom situation because mm. it's this um sort of immediate power dynamic it really reinforces with size so if Mm. i am so much bigger than you and it makes you feel so small and little um it really kind of makes that you know big little dynamic just that much more palpable yes makes sense yes it certainly does love that Yes. But for the opposite reasons, I would love to duo with <laughs> goddess Freya Faye because she is the She's cutest so little I just want to pick her up and put her in my pocket. She and I you'll you will remember, but when the three of us, actually Freya, myself and uh, Lady Pim here, had a photo shoot at the ritual chamber not too long ago and it was just hysterical because I was in these big boots for one of the one of the looks and I was probably about six five um maybe even a bit taller and Freya is in no shoes at this point because we're getting dressed five feet feet, and I am more than a foot taller than her at this point and I can literally just like lean on her head it's like right under my bosom it's just so funny and I think that it would be so fun to play with that though to have like this like petite um yeah well I don't know I, I kind of imagine Freya she's this little petite firecracker kind of she truly is um yeah and I think it would just we could just have so much fun playing with that (laughs) I love that so much I'm I'm like it took me a while to kind of figure out what kind of scene premises would work with Alexis our house submissive took me a while Mm. of like thinking of like okay we have a client we have a dom we have a submissive what can this look like um what do you think having do you have any ideas off the top of your head of like how that could look with you being you being a giantess freya being a um there has to be a, a word like giantess for a short dom i know else. i want to a petite, it's like a like a, a like a little pixie or like a little like a, i don't know something elegant you know that's like the opposite somebody of a giantess google this sh- for us yeah somebody shout shout us out in the comments <laughs> The yeah, comments. just look the comments. The, the podcast comments. comments. The comments. <laughs> Call in. We're live. 
Um, <laughs> you are not getting my phone number. <laughs> there will be no direct line to either of us, but you can try. Yeah, we're behind a paywall. Um, but <laughs> is there anything that comes to mind, like in this dynamic with like a very tall dom, this like petite dom, and a client? Like, what could oh, we yeah. do to play with that? If we're keeping the dominance, both the dominance in our sort of dom position, we're not yeah. doing one as a submissive or whatever. Yeah. Um, even just playing with like where, <laughs> so where does the client sort of measure up in between? Mm-hmm. And me as the giantess, I can be doing things from above and the other like little petite um, dominant can be doing things from under below at the same time. Uh. And it can be really disorienting to have somebody above and below you um, at once. And that can be that can be kind of cool to play with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And some people just love the like measurement comparisons and they things do. like that. Some people are um, obsessed that... with numbers. <laughs> like yeah. SPH people, like oh my some God. people just need a ruler to have the scene, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. So many people want to go back to back with me, see where they measure up. And yes. that could be fun to have that comparison. Like if if say little petite Freya was in her bare feet and I was in my big boots, that can be very striking and we can take on different roles within that. Yeah. That needs to be a photo shoot right there. We tried to get pictures, but then we just forgot. I know we had that idea. It was pretty hilarious. Okay. Well, this (laughs) is the call to the listeners again. You two just need to be in the same room again. So book them so they can take these fucking pictures that we all require. Please. (laughs) And if you have ideas, listeners on how you might want that to look like, totally let us know. That would be so fun. So, okay. So what else are we thinking when we're thinking of like the types of sessions that you want to be facilitating? What types of things can we put out a call for? Okay. So, um, I think anybody who really knows me well just knows that I'm such a mommy dom. Yes. And when we talk about being a mommy, we don't necessarily have to be talking about age play, right? Mm. So oftentimes it is, and I love that. That's great if you want to dip into that age play realm. Um, I'm here for it. I love it. But oftentimes um, when we're doing sort of mommy dom or mdlg or mdlb mm-hmm. um which just in case anybody doesn't know that's mommy dominant little boy or little girl mm-hmm. and we or just little bean play... for the non-binary or little bean. Folks. yes little, tra- bean. little bean or little pet it can be anything just yes. when there is a a caregiver and sort of a care recipient if you will um Please, please, please book all of those sessions for me. Just let me take such good care of you. I am so, so, I just, you know, I always say I like to make people melt, but in doing so, I often find myself melting as well. I'm just melting with you. I'm just, yeah, but I think in that, um, and again, I definitely love to stay within that role, but 
I have a very um, <laughs> low tolerance for brats and disobedience, truly. It, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is something in, that comes from my, um, the per- my personal life as well, I suppose. Former uh, reformed brat here. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Reformed? I need to see the evidence of that. Um... <laughs> Nobody asked you. Okay. <laughs> so um but i think that's the thing that we just need to remember is that i can be quite a stern disciplinarian and so when people think of me being this soft warm dom which i truly truly am um that comes with this other side side yes exactly exactly so i do love i do love doing some of that obedience training um and i do love just orchestrating a timeout from hell like mm. brats beware i will put you in a timeout from hell faster than you can say i'm sorry mommy you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah i want to like i've got a couple bratty regulars like my call to these bratty regulars that might be listening right now <laughs> is book me and uh ms mars together and yes. um just see how that bratting works out for you just just <laughs> see you do you yeah you say that you Go do that <laughs> and we'll just see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll just see yeah. how that goes. Oh, for that'll you. be that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Because uh, my reaction, my reaction to brats is, um, yeah, not for them so much. My reaction to brats is, uh, is honestly, my reaction is joy. I I laugh at them. They make me laugh. I find them so funny when I get those like <laughs> devilish little brats. So like that is just like a funny, joyful thing, right? When it's done in this yes. consensual, respectful way that I like to be bratted upon, right? But yeah. some people some people looking at you over there, Chloe. Um, some people <laughs> react in a very different way to bratting. Yeah, I wonder where you would have had the, that knowledge I, I come wonder from. Where, yeah, uh, no. Where did you find I'm that? I'm not out? a brat. I'm, I'm a bratty top. I'm not a bratty bottom. I'll do this anything. This is very true. You know what's funny? This is very true. Because we're both yeah. switchy in our in our personal lives. I feel like you mm-hmm. are the least bratty top in the world. I'm not a bratty top at And all. you are a very, very bratty bottom. Whereas <laughs> whereas for me, I'm the opposite. I'm a very bratty top. And I'm not at all a bratty bottom. <laughs> I think we can bring this together in some phenomenal big scene. Um, yeah, call, call to action. Call to action. <laughs> there's Somebody something. let this happen. Yeah, there's something here that we need to yeah. explore. <laughs> And like this exploration might take some time. So when you're booking a session, book a long book a long one. one. Make sure it's like multi hour. Yeah, give us at least three hours here, okay? Oh shit! I oh, love it. That does. And I think actually, like for folks who are like interested in sessioning, mm. um, the longer the session, like sometimes I, this isn't the case across the board, of course, but sometimes mm. the longer the session, the more opportunities we have to get creative and to like fle- flesh things out a little bit. And yes, it can they can just be because we can't we can't get that deep if you're just coming for an hour. Right. We kind of yep. have to fulfill the brief <laughs> and then get <laughs> Make out sure of there. everybody's happy and get out of there. But if we have some time to uh, play with, you never know what might 
quite happen. <laughs> yeah. So what's an ideal length of a session for you? Say something, say it's somebody who's booking with you for the first time. What's the ideal session length? And maybe what's a reasonable amount of like requests or activities we want to do? So, I mean, if you are coming to me for the first time, I, unless it's crystal clear on your form or, you know, we, there really isn't any negotiation necessary, um, I do like to take a quick five minutes or so just at the beginning of the session yeah. just to go over exactly some of the things you said earlier on. Um, you know, how do you want to feel today? What do you have any limits? You know, where do you where do you like to be touched? Where do you not? I don't know these things by just I'm not a mind reader, right? Yep, yep. So if you t I love to just get to know somebody just a tiny bit, but that does eat up a little bit of time. So if you're coming in for just an hour, by the time we chat and we get, you know, into scene, I, we've already lost some time. So I like to say if it's your first time, at least an hour and a half. Agreed. Um, at least. I would yeah. even say two hours would be ideal. Would be really ideal. Yeah. Because you, I mean, and you have experience with this too, everybody does, but you might think to yourself, okay, we're just going to have a quick chat for five minutes, but it then the client into... doesn't realize what time it is and they've been talking for 15 minutes. minutes, 20 minutes, and you're like, yeah. okay, we got to go. We, we got to keep it moving. Yeah. But if we have some more time, we can be a little bit more um, flexible with how we, we approach things and chat about things. And if you find that you might need a little tiny time out or a break at any time, that allows some space for that too. Yeah, and there's always time at the end that you have to leave as well so it's like an hour can yeah. very easily turn into 50 minutes 45 yep. 40 minutes depending on yep. the tops and bottoms of the scene and like you said if you take a break in the middle yeah if you need to shower like yep. if you're planning on taking a shower before or after yep um or both you know that eats up time so ideally for me i if i'm by myself if it's a solo scene uh or a session two hours is mwah, chef's kiss yes um duos however i mean the longer the better longer the better and you can tag out yeah and like a little <laughs> selfish is like i get to play around with one of the other doms and like it's just yeah. so much fun duos truly so are like a, a lovely and amazing experience for the client but like what you have to understand is how fucking fun it is for us as facilitators to be doing duos <laughs> like you need to understand that is as much a gift to us as it is like yes. a fantastic thing for you to have two dominants dominating you like it's yes. just as good for us so Please. So it. listen up. Give us a gift. <laughs> it's to give the gift of doming. Give the gift of a duo, please. And like that, it goes for any. Like I said, my goal. I will be happy when I get to when I get to duo with every single dom. That's at that's the when I will rest. Chamber, yeah. <laughs> including headmistress Sharazad, because yes. I mean, what an excellent opportunity to learn from somebody is uh, to duo with headmistress. I did such I a that. funny, such a funny scene with Sharazad recently where we were like, <laughs> I told you a bit about this um, off mic, but where we were two like secretaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we had this new hire come in and like 
he was kind of like the tech guy, right? And oh my god, it was so funny. Like I I live for making Sharzad laugh. Like she's I know. she's often a very grounded, very grounded facilitator. So tough like to break her. T- it's tough, but I I manage. I really like to be <laughs> extra playful when I'm around her, just like saying stupid shit. Like if we're in a role play, if I'm a secretary, like come on, I'm gonna be saying the stupidest stuff. <laughs> like my job is to make her laugh. Like oh my gosh, just a joy. But yeah, talking about that. needles. Actually, when I was first learning needles. I can't believe I didn't say this when I came when it came up before, but my first experience with needles was doing a duo with Sharazad, and she was, um, she was doing basically like that kind of a guinea pig setup of like, okay, I'm going to show you hands on how to do needles. But it, it was a client who booked us specifically to do that. You know, yes. they're like, I, I like being an objectified little. Uh, pin cushion, you know? <laughs> exactly. We can incorporate it into the scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do a full scene around it. But also it's like that was a huge learning experience for me as far as needles go. Like, and even in that, I was just trying to make her laugh as much as possible. I was like, ooh, this is the game forever now. Uh, <laughs> this will just be my dynamic with Charizard from now forevermore. Uh, <laughs> well, you you heard it here, people. You know what you're in for. That you was like four years ago. Lady Pim and Charizard. Oh my God, it's yeah, yeah. I know you, you've told me some successes throughout with that. That's very cute. Um, oh God. <laughs> but if anybody doesn't know, Lady Pim and I make probably one of the best medfed duos that i've i mean maybe i'm a little biased but we have a lot of experience working together in that capacity um and we can at this point just riff off of each other so well in that sort of clinical space um and surely surely, like make some really cool scenes there's we're both pretty familiar with most of the medical implements and tools and have done a lot of that practice um and we both just and I I don't want to speak for you but I I think I can here is that we both really feel at home in those roles when we're being like one of us is a doctor one of us is a nurse or like one of us is a resident learning and one of them is the doctor the teaching doctor or whatever Mm -hmm, else mm -hmm. um so just you know planting that seed (laughs) for anybody (laughs) who may want to be uh, either is an experienced med fetter or maybe somebody who is just a little nervous and wanting to dip their toes in. I would say we are pretty versatile in facilitating those experiences. We certainly uh, are. Book us. We got a really great uh, testimonial, I was going to say, about our our, uh, first professional med fet duo. We got a hell of a testimonial. This guy was over the moon. So... You heard it here, people. And for good reason. The reviews are reason. in. The results are in. Um, the results are in. <laughs> oh, and actually, this month on my Patreon, I have... <laughs> I just I just uh, released our uh, a dental Plug. clip we, we made. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love our it. cute little dental, dental duo. POV dental duo. <laughs> yes. Those were so fun. Uh, it was so yep. cute. I love it. Or order customs people. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. So yeah. just before we go, I'm going to get you to plug all your stuff too. But something you still do is receive requests for custom videos and whatnot. 
Can you talk about yes, that just yes. briefly? Yeah, uh, really quickly. So you might notice that I've sort of divided my persona, if you will. So Ms. Chloe Mars is who I am, but Ms. Mars is my dominant side. So I go by Ms. Mars at the Ritual Chamber. And when I'm doing my online stuff that's a little bit more switchy, um, I use Chloe Mars because I'm not in that dominant role all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of people will call me Ms. Chloe or Ms. Mars or just Chloe or whatever. But when I am in that dominant role, yes, it's Ms. Mars. But when I'm content creating, it's Chloe. So uh, I do accept requests for custom content, some of some of my favorite stuff to create. Uh, and I mean, on that note, duos are also possible with custom yeah. content lady pim and i make a whole bunch of it together just saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we also have you know a variety of other duo partners so if you are interested in knowing more about those folks just shoot me an email which i will provide later i guess lovely yeah we're almost there yeah um we've just <laughs> talked we just talk 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 gap 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 the whole time i love it check, i expect a no less no uh, giggle, 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 giggle. Um, <laughs> giggle, there... giggle, 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 giggle. That's hard to say. Giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> Holy, you know what? Giggle, 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 giggle. That might be. It turns into like a bit of baby talk. Giggle. Oh my god, it giggle. does. Giggle, 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 giggle. giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> Wait, I have to interrupt you. I. This is very important. This is very <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. Sounds like it. For any for anybody who hasn't already seen this on your Twitter or wherever else you posted it, yes. but Lady Pim will soon be the new the owner of a brand new harmonica ball gag. Or harmonica gag rather. Yes. It's not yes. there's no ball, it's just a harmonica. And if yes. you want to talk about something that I want to experience, I wanna put that in somebody's <laughs> mouth. So book us book us for it harmonica duo please for the love of god that is an entire porn category on many vids i will say it's harmonica porn i'm not lying you can search for it i don't think there's much but it exists and i mean i (laughs) we're here now to uh beef up that category (laughs) yes we're here to do it yeah oh my god i am so so fucking excited to get that oh i'm so excited god Ugh, that'd be so fun. We could make it a whole thing. We could do percussion play yeah, eh, and make it like a band. Oh my, god. oh my god. A one man show. We'll just make the <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> I have so many ideas already. Uh, honestly, oh. there's gonna be a lot of great content that we're gonna make with that harmonica. Don't you worry. <laughs> you better believe Get it. Into okay. It. I I think that was a worthy interruption. I will Very. Give, I will hand it back to you. <laughs> Great. Okay. I think it's about time to wrap up and then go into our plugs. So is there anything that you wanted to wrap up with? Just any last words on like the kind of dom you are? Um like just any last words for maybe some potential clients that you didn't get a chance to say yet? Aww. I guess just to sum me up, I suppose I'm a soft top with a sadistic streak. Um, And if you do want to get to know more about me, a good way to do that is like we're about to do. Follow me on my social medias. You can 
uh, send me an email with any questions you might have. You can look me up on the Ritual Chamber website. Um, if you read my bio and my quote unquote most sought after for a section, you'll get a really good idea of sort of who I am, the services that I love to provide, and if I might be a good fit for you as a dominant. Awesome. And where can we find, follow you, book you, all that good shit? Yeah, yeah. So you can email me if you have any particular questions or if you want to uh, place a custom order request. My email is mischloemars at proton.me. Lovely. So Ms. Chloe Mars at Proton.me. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Chloe Mars. Um, and my other Twitter, which is sort of my <laughs> just more switchy fun content creator side, uh, is Confetti Cunt. So exactly <laughs> what I just said. At Confetti Cunt. <laughs> C-U-N-T. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Gan? C-U-N-T. C-U-N-T. I think I covered it. I think we got all the plugs, did we? Great. I think so. Uh, Yeah, you can find all of my other shit through my link in bio. (laughs) There you go. Let's check the link in my bio. Um, The link in my bio. For me, let's see. Um, At the ladypim one on Twitter, that's where I'm definitely the most active. However, if you must follow me on Instagram, I'm at the ladypim or at the bedpost podcast. Uh, I mentioned the Patreon, so you can find the Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash the bedpost show. I'm on YouTube as well, the bedpost show there as well. Um, yes, if you go over to the Patreon, you're going to find lots, lots of uh, this lovely lady's face, lots of Chloe. Lots of Lady Pym. So if you like dark chemistry, <laughs> you can subscribe to the Patreon, subscribe to Chloe's subscription sites as well. Our book is for a duo, people. Uh, last thing before I go, I always like to thank the lovely lady who does the, all the original music for the podcast. She's Stephanie Copeland. You can find her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Uh, Miss Chloe Mars, thank you so much for talking to me today. This has been an absolute blast. Oh, thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed us l- flirting and uh, and being cute together. Um, are we flirting? Are, are, wait, are we, are we wait, flirting right now? Wait, are we flirting right now? Oh my God, I think we are. Uh, oh my God. Are we? Oh, oh, I think this flirting we, is almost going into like sexting territory. This voice is like. Are we fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Are we flirting and fucking and <laughs> and dismantling the patriarchy? Are we? Are I we? mean, I would say are yes. Hundred, one hundred percent. Yes, guys, we're doing the work. We're doing the work. Well, that's it, people. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week, we're gonna have another fun and sexy guest here on the podcast. Talk about sex and sexuality, just the same. Until then, get fucked. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.